Hey Husker fans, welcome to another episode of the Husker Big Red Podcast with Chris Peterson and Danny Gillette. As always, go Big Red. Hey Husker fans, welcome back to the Husker Big Red YouTube channel. I'm here uh, with Chris Peterson with my co-host uh, Danny Gillette, and uh, we're here to talk some Nebraska football recruiting after a really big uh, weekend on the recruiting trail. It was the first official visit weekend of the season. Um, Nebraska had about 10 recruits on campus, and while there haven't been any commitments yet, there's a lot of uh, positive vibes. So um, yeah, I guess just uh, what are your key takeaways and We'll get to uh, how many commitments here in a second, but what are your initial thoughts on you know this first visit weekend for Nebraska? Well, this coaching staff knows how to sell the program, and I know we know that Matt Rule is a good recruiter, and this coaching staff is you know solid in terms of recruiting. But I mean, you heard uh, you know from several players, for example, Greg Nettles said he was blown away by his visit, and um, you know you had Mario Buford talking good things about his visit, and so. It's very clear that, you know, when recruits and, you know, prospects come to visit, that this coaching staff knows how to sell the program and that they have a vision that not only makes sense for the program as a whole, but also recruits can buy into. And I think that's important as well, because it's one thing if the coaching staff has a vision, but if the players don't buy into that vision, then it's a little bit harder to execute and it may not be the best course of action. But I think it's very clear that, this coaching staff knows what they want to do. And, you know, now it's about getting the players to buy in. And I think that's what's happening. Yeah, I think they're doing a nice job of, you know, selling Nebraska and just, you know, being, you know, Matt Rule, I think he's just doing a good job of being himself. He's just a very genuine person. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think the every most recruits said, you know, it was a 10 out of 10 and, and all that. And, you know, um, Every every official visit generally goes well, whether it's Nebraska, you know, wherever. M most of the time, kids are going to say that the visit went really well. But I do think that this goes beyond that. Um, and we'll, we'll see and we'll get into this in a second. But I do think that it's going to yield some commitments. And I think Nebraska planned it that way to, you know, it's not like they they have Carter Nelson coming to visit this weekend. Right. They got guys on this first visit weekend that they felt strongly about committing Mario Buford, uh, Caleb Pyfram, um, you know, Ja'Cory Barney, whoever. Some of these other guys, they're trying to get these commitments and trying to build up momentum in this recruiting class. So I think that that's even even the timing of all these scheduled visits is very planned out um, to try to build momentum towards that June 23rd visit when they've got Isaiah McMorris and D uh, Davon Hall and Carter Nelson and Daniel Kalen all coming to campus. So you know, it, there's a, a you can see the strategy in place and it's working out and we haven't got any commitments yet. But um, I don't you just don't really see that anymore. You don't see a lot no. of guys, you know, make that Sunday commitment. But uh, Mario Buford is committing um, on June 8th, and that definitely is going to be Nebraska. I mean, there's no way that's not going to be Nebraska because basically he's not taking any other visits, right? I mean, he's not – he was supposed to visit Michigan State and Penn State, so now that he's not doing that before his, his decision, I mean, he might as well already have committed to Nebraska at this point because he's going to be committed to Nebraska on Thursday. Like 100%, I would be stunned. Um, you know, if he doesn't. So um, I think they are going to get a few more guys. So we'll just lead into that question, Danny. How many commitments do you think that this weekend is going to yield when it's all said and done? Uh, let me let me think really quickly. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say off the top of my head four: Carlin Jones, Buford, Barney. And then I think 
honestly, I think William Nettles might be a guy that Nebraska manages to pull off. I know he was, I know he was really impressed by his visit. And, you know, like you said, you know, all their crews say that this was the best visit they've had and stuff like that. But I think the fact that he's from Texas, you know, I think Matt Rule has really made, you know, headway in that state. And he's, that's, that's the other thing about this coaching staff too. They've managed to sell a bunch of Texas kids a vision for Nebraska. And I think that's important as well. I mean, I know Rule has had an emphasis in the state, but I think selling, you know, a kid enough to move from one part of the country to another is also something noteworthy. But um, I think we'll have about four. And just to touch on your point about, you know, the June 23rd visit weekend, it is kind of, you know, interesting to see how they strategize this. I mean, not to say that none of these kids are heavy hitters by any means, but then you got your Carter Nelson, Hall, McMorris, Kalen's coming that weekend. You know, you got your kind of, I don't know, diamond star players that you really, really want on that weekend. So they're dedicating time to those players on that specific weekend. And that's a smart move in my opinion as well. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, it's all planned out. And I think that's why, you know, if you get Caleb Pyfram um, committed, which I do expect him to be committed here in the next couple of weeks, we'll see. He's got more visits. So it depends, but I definitely think Nebraska did enough to get his commitment. Um, I just would be surprised if he, well, I think he still has visits to Minnesota and maybe Illinois. I mean, he's got a lot of big, he's got a lot of Midwest offers, um, Caleb Pyfram. But I mean, you look at the, like right now, Nebraska's not getting Brand Baker. I mean, people need to realize that um, that probably was never going to happen, but it's like 100% not going to happen right now. Um, I don't care that he had a Nebraska shirt on. Like he's not visiting Nebraska before he makes a commitment. So that's all you need to know. Um, if he, if he changed, if, yeah, if Brandon Baker decides, oh, I'm coming June 23rd for an official visit, sure, I'll have hope. But right now, unless without a, without a visit, there's no hope there. So Caleb Pyfram is a must land. I mean, they missed on Andrew Sprague. So, I mean, I think Matt Rule understands they've got to get him in this class. So I, I expect a, a commitment from Pipe from here in the next few weeks, honestly. These recruits love attention. These recruits love social media follows. These recruits love, you know, the Instagram follows and all that. And Nebraska has a very strong social media presence. So they know, they know that a Nebraska shirt will get the fans riled up and follows and excited and things like that. You know, kids are smart. You know, they may, oh, social media makes them dumb, but they're very savvy when they come to the social media game nowadays. And, you know, I think, um, I think, you know, just to touch on your point on pie from, I think that would be huge because Andrew Sprague was a guy that, you know, I really, really liked and I was hoping Nebraska could land, but if they can get pie from, I'd be extremely pleased. And all signs are pointing that way, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there was a bunch of kind of projections coming in before that. And I think, you know, he said in one of his interviews that the coaching staff really, you know, emphasized how much they want him. And I think that's a kind of a similar, you know, situation with Daniel Kalen too. So I definitely expect him to be part of this class. I just don't see, you know, Illinois or Minnesota or somebody beating out Nebraska um, for Caleb Pyfram. And then I think, you know, <clears throat> Ja'Cory Barney, I think, is probably going to be a commit out of this, cl- um, you know, visit weekend. All the crystal balls are trending that direction. He's like 100% on the on three prediction machine. So I, I would be interested to see, you know, if he's got a commitment date, um, you know, coming out of this or what his other visits, you know, might look like. Um, so I think he's going to be um, 
you know, another guy from this weekend. So that would be three. I think Joseph Anderson's definitely going to commit to Nebraska. I think they did enough there. Um, so that would be four. I feel pretty good about Carlin Jones. Um, you know, there's obviously still some work to do, but to me, I mean, he, right now he doesn't have another uh, vis- official visit scheduled anywhere. So to me, for one, that's pretty stunning. I don't know why, um, because I think he's a big time player. He's I think he's underranked. Um, yep. He's like in the 500s or 600. So that is really surprising to me that he doesn't have like a bunch of schools lining up, you know, visits for him this month. But in Nebraska, that's something Nebraska can take advantage of. So those five guys, I think they've got a pretty good shot with and William Nettles, who has already um, announced not a commitment date, but he said he wants to commit next month in the middle of July. So I think he has another visit maybe to SMU is one of the teams in the mix. So I think at the end of the day, Nebraska is probably going to have a pretty good shot to, you know, win this one out. Um, yeah. Peyton Morgan, I think is another one. I don't think he's going to commit anytime soon, but he did say he was going to come back, which would be, you know, maybe a visit for like the fall. There are visits you can take in, you know, teams usually have get togethers at the end of July. There's like a final weekend. So that it could be something like that, you know, like a barbecue weekend or whatever, but um, it sounds like he might come back for a visit there. So they did they did a really good job. I think five commitments. I think they're going to probably get more than five from this weekend when it's all said and done. But I think at least five is a pretty conservative uh, number at this point. Yeah, and if I'm a recruit, I don't want to come back for you know necessarily a barbecue barbecue weekend. I want to come when all the fans are rowdy and excited on a game day. You know, I want to see that atmosphere. I mean, you know, it's not something that you truly fully grasp until you experience it. And I think recruits know that as well. But, um, yeah, no, I think um, Colin Jones, I was just watching some of his uh, highlights uh, yesterday. And, boy, you know, we've struggled to develop consistent defensive lineman production over the past couple seasons. Jones would be a nice get for that position. He's very agile, you know, quick on his feet. He can collapse pockets, get pressure. So uh, landing Carlin Jones, I think, just from a positional standpoint, would be – would be a really, really good get for the program because, and you know, in my opinion, they need to start developing actual defensive linemen and not rely solely on the transfer portal for uh, production. Yeah, definitely. I think he um, is somewhat of a tweener. I may be wondering that's what is kind of is up with his ranking. If people aren't sure if he's going to be a defensive tackle or a five technique or an edge, but you know, he can rush the passer. He's really raw. You know, I see him just win a lot with you know, speed and power, not with a lot of like pass rush moves. So I think that he's got a lot of potential and his best future or his best football is ahead of him. And um, it, I mean, the visit went really well. Um, and Terrence Knighton, yeah, was, was tweeting about that. I don't know if that's Joseph Anderson or it could have been, you know, that's the thing is it could have to do even with Mario Buford. I mean, we just don't, we don't really, it doesn't necessarily have to be his position per se, you know, that he's excited about. But um, I think that, in terms of the two guys that he had on campus, you know, uh, Joseph Anderson and Carlin Jones, I definitely would say that Nebraska is the leader in both of those recruitments. We haven't seen anything from Carlin Jones in terms of like crystal balls or expert projections or whatever, you know, at this point, but I would definitely think some of those are going to be coming, you know, in the next few days, that would be my prediction. I could be wrong, but it really seemed like Nebraska hit it out of the park and with no other official visits on the schedule, it seems like they really have an opportunity to, you know, close out that commitment as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and I think Carlin Jones kind of flew under the radar a little bit, like you said, and um, you know, I think, you know, this weekend has a chance to be really productive and it's good to see, you know, a bunch of commitments at this point in 
at this point in the in the calendar year because you know it used to be a slow time of the year when everybody was you know just kind of chilling out relaxing waiting until the season starts before making any decisions and now that's not the case now it's recruiting 24 7 365 so it's good to see the staff kind of continue to make inroads in certain places um you know from bay city to bay city texas to miami palmetto you know to you know try to get those players and try to get you know a pipeline with those schools building connections with those schools and you know it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep those pipelines going and you know how they attack their recruiting strategy going forward like what's the next school that they're really going to hone in on is it going to be in the state of nebraska is it going to be out of state is it going to be in california you know what's the next school where they can find some sort of place where they can go to and say, okay, I know we can at least, you know, get one kid from this school. Cause if you can get a couple schools on your board, so to speak, then that helps as well. Yeah, I definitely think that, um, you know, the biggest takeaway, I guess, for me coming out of this weekend is that Matt rule, you know, actually does has a recruiting strategy and, and the Huskers are, you know, executing that. And, you know, you saw, Steve Wilfong come in with some big predictions for Barney and Buford, you know, when I, I didn't tend to put a lot of credence, you know, in, in his predictions. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people gave him criticism over the Rayola thing, but he ended up being right about that. Um, and everybody, when everybody said he was wrong, he was right. So, I mean, I think credit should, we should give credit where credit's due there. So, I mean, those are big predictions and um, yeah, I think they, they're putting up guys on the board and um, I think Nebraska's going to have a big month. I think it's going to be, you know, I would say they're going to rack up eight to 10 commitments, you know, within the next month, you know, into the middle of July. And then you're going to be sitting at, you know, 16, 17 guys and probably try to add a few, you know, during the fall cycle. I think about 20. I, I just don't see Nebraska really signing 25 kids, but we'll see. Matt Rule might really want to invest in the high school recruiting after, you know, the past few years. But um, I do think that the program does need to take advantage of the transfer portal in a lot of ways because there's only, you know, there's a, you know, we'll see uh, depending on where things go, but you know, you only right. want to take so many, you know, you don't want to take too many gambles on, on prospects, but I mean, um, you know, you look at like Joseph Anderson, I mean, he's six, five, 210 pounds and he long jumps 22, six, you know, yeah. he's triple jumping. I can't remember what it was 46 or 40, but I mean, 22, that's, that's like insane. Um, you know, that's like, I know guys that, you know, I cover high school sports that do that do jumps like that. And they're like wide receivers and DBs, you know, not, not defensive linemen that are six five two ten. So that tells you why you know Nebraska's interested in him. And with some of these kids too, it's that's why they're doing so many camps. It's about getting the evaluations and seeing you know what's out there and getting those raw guys before you know the other big schools offer them. Because Nebraska still is a big name, and when Nebraska offers somebody, you know that it, it still is a big deal, especially if you've only been offered by you know like SMU or yeah. you know I'm not trying to take shots at those schools, but you no, know, I Nebraska, Nebraska's still it still carries some weight. I'll just say that. And then when you get kids on campus for the visit, like it's, I it's still a big deal. And, and I think they're doing a good job of taking advantage of that and just selling Nebraska for what it is. And it's also about trying to make Nebraska a flagship school so that the, the, so that the school's name will be in the heads of, you know, prospects for years to come. Oh, you're going to the Nebraska camp this weekend. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, it's, it's about trying to at least, you know, build a stake in in the camp circuit so that way you can kind of 
get your name out there as well and continue to, you know, get good prospects to come to the camps and things like that. It's all about building and network and making connections. And it seems like the staff has been able to do that at a high level as well, which is extremely important. Um, yeah, they definitely have. And, um, so there are definitely some other things to talk about this weekend besides, you know, obviously it wasn't just, you know, a, a visit weekend for Nebraska. Um, kids, you know, were hosted visits all across the country. And one that was kind of interesting, Willis McGahee the fourth, who's been committed, I think since about April, um, even before the spring game, maybe it was in March. But at any rate, he's been committed for a few months, took a visit to uh, Central Florida, and uh, so that was kind of interesting. Matt Rule, he gave Matt Rule and company a heads up about that. But what are your thoughts on Willis McGahee the fourth and him visiting UCF this weekend? I wouldn't put too much stock into it yet. I mean, if I have the opportunity to take as many visits and get the full visit experience, you know, I'm going to do that. But I wouldn't be too worried. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Alabama or Auburn or FSU or Florida State. I mean, I think at this point, you know, he's a Florida guy. You know, I think I, he's still in on his Nebraska pledge. So I think it's all just part of the recruiting process. I think, you know, commits are going to take visits and see what else is out there. And hopefully we'll see him as a Husker, you know, in short order. But I don't blame him for taking another visit. I mean, I would try to do the same as well just to see, you know, what different schools are like and things like that. Yeah, I do think it's interesting he's not planning and there's no visits to Nebraska over the summer. Um, I think he has one planned for the fall potentially. So that does kind of have my eye a little bit. You know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a bit that big of a deal, but, you know, if it's like if you are committed, why are you taking the visits at the same time? I mean, I can't understand that line of thinking. And some schools don't, you know, they, they have a policy against like recruits like Notre Dame basically you know it's against like their policy to let their commitments take visits other so like essentially like if you're committed to Notre Dame and you take a visit somewhere else they're they're essentially being like threatening to take your scholarship type deal you know I don't know that they probably will do that but you know I mean I think Clemson's another one that tries to do that so kids have to be really you know quiet about on their social media you know for visits and things i think like it that. depends on how good of a prospect you are if you're a five-star kid they're not going to take your scholarship away if you're a three-star kid well yeah then, I mean, then, yeah. then maybe then maybe they'll consider it but yeah. yeah i mean definitely for sure um so yeah i mean it'll be interesting with mcgahee um he's he's a solid prospect but you know, it is Florida to Nebraska can be a big change for somebody. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, and UCF is in the big 12 now. So um, they are a power five, you know, program, if you want to call it that or whatever. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of guys up on the board, but it would be nice to have him. He is a really dynamic athlete. So hopefully they can stick out with his commitment there. Yeah. And I mean, like you kind of said what I was thinking. UCF is a lot closer than Nebraska. So, I mean. There's a lot of logistics when you go to visit Nebraska, I would imagine, coming from Florida. And so I wouldn't be too worried yet. But, you know, I, I, I would imagine a visit to Nebraska takes a little bit more planning than a visit to UCF. But we'll see. I mean, recruiting, I've always said that I never believe a prospect is committed until I see him on the field. So we'll see what happens. But I still feel confident that McGahee, you know, will, will remain with Nebraska. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, one thing that's interesting, I think, like with Daniel Kalen, I mean, he's one 
commitment I don't think anybody has to worry about with, I mean, the fact that he was on campus again this weekend trying to recruit kids. I'm sure he'll probably be on campus next weekend and the 16th and the 23rd. So he's one that I'm definitely, I have zero concern about. Um, one I, I will, um, you know, bring up though, Carter Nelson took a visit to Georgia this weekend. And there's been a lot of um, kind of talk. It's like, some people have thought, you know, that just because Georgia has these two tight ends that they're kind of give it that they're going to give up on him or whatever. And that's definitely not the case. Um, we've got reported from kind of Georgia insiders that they definitely have a Scott, a spot waiting for Carter Nelson, which I'm not surprised about. I'm not. That doesn't surprise me that Georgia would want to take, you know, an elite tight end like Carter Nelson, but it's more of a fact of what he want to, you know, is that going to impact his recruitment? Um, so, I mean, I know that that's, that's the thing too, is something I wrote on HuskerBigRed.com. You know, if you just studied the Carter Nelson recruitment through the vision of this weekend, you'd probably think that Georgia was in the lead because he had his great official visit there. But I still think Nebraska leads this thing. Um, I, I think that, Part of the reason Georgia took two commitments is that they probably feel like he's going to be tough to pull out of Nebraska. Yeah. I just think that that is the case, even though you are Georgia. Um, I mean, it's just it's I, I just think it's going to be really tough, especially with the way that Daniel Kalen's recruiting him. Um, we'll see. I'm still worried about Notre Dame, though. Notre Dame, I'm actually more worried about than Georgia because, you know, they're that Midwest school and, and you, you just never – you never really know, but it seemed like early in the process, I think it was maybe Sipple or Callahan or somebody, but they just said, you know, Carter Nelson talked about Notre Dame differently, something like that. So I'm wondering about that visit, if they're kind of under the radar a little bit. That's one thing to watch. That's this weekend. Then I believe he's going to visit Penn State, and then it'll be Nebraska on June 23rd. So hopefully they can close that out. Like I said the other day, it wouldn't shock me if there was a commitment by Carter Nelson sometime in the middle of July. Seems like he definitely wants to have this decision out of the way, you know, before his senior season starts at Ainsworth. So that's kind of what I'm expecting. And if that timeline follows true, I still feel good about Nebraska. They would get the last visit. And I still think that the Huskers have the most momentum right now in this recruitment. Yeah. And the schools you mentioned, like Notre Dame and Penn State, they have a history of developing good tight ends. So I could definitely see where you would be a little bit more worried about Notre Dame than, say, Georgia, but look at the Georgia quarterback room. They have, you know, I, I think it's four talented quarterbacks in there, you know, four and five-star quarterbacks, and they still took in, you know, Dylan Rayle is still committed. So, I mean, Georgia's going to stack up on talent no matter how much they have, and um, but we'll see. I still feel, like you said, I still feel good about where Nebraska stands in this because I think Carter Nelson would be able to play right away. I mean, he is that talented. He is, you know, a really, really good tight end. And, you know, especially with the offense uh, reportedly moving to a two tight end set, I definitely think there would be opportunities for him to see the field immediately. Whereas Georgia, I'm not so sure that would happen, but maybe. Um, You know, potentially, you know, he could. I, I It would probably be a little bit tougher but i mean georgia's going to be losing some of their tight ends this year so there, yeah. there might be some opportunities to play and he is really carter nelson is really good i still think even though he's ranked like 119th or whatever i still think he's one of the most underrated recruits in the entire 2024 class um i would say that about daniel kalen too i really um i really think that when daniel kalen gets the elite 11 i think after that he's going to get at some point i think he's going to get bumped up in the top 500 and maybe even in four star range because I do think he's just he's a little higher quality of a quarterback to me than a three-star I just think when you look at him you know he, he's a very solid you know he looks like a guy that could start for 
you know, just about any team, I would say, in the Big Ten or the SEC. I mean, yeah, maybe not Ohio State, but really outside of that, I mean, I could see him starting for almost any program. So, um, yeah, I think the both of those guys, you know, are going to be big, big recruits to watch. And I think it's all kind of planning to, you know, with that in-state momentum and trying to get all all that building towards those final three guys, uh, Pyfram, or not Pyfram, excuse me, although you do want to get him in the mix, but oh, yeah. Morris Hall and uh, Carter Nelson, although it's, you know, with Davon Hall, I mean, and Sean Callahan made an interesting point last week on Friday that, you know, if he's, he took a, an unofficial visit to camp at Tennessee, which he doesn't have an offer there. So, I mean, basically, like, he spent his own money to go to this camp to try to get an offer from Tennessee. So, I mean, that kind of tells you where things are at with Davon Hall. And it seems like Nebraska is more of kind of like a backup option for him. Um, I think it's a pretty good one. It still might be where he ends up, but it does seem like – you know, he's trying to get, you know, out of the state maybe. So I don't know if he – I still have questions whether he'll wind up as part of this class, you know, but I don't think that they necessarily need him either, you know. If, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, they've got Barney and Isaiah McMorris. Um, I'm definitely not counting on Gatlin Bear. Um, I think no. Gatlin Bear is the type you – you know, you, you take you take three wide receivers and then if you – you leave a spot open for Gatlin Baird, you take four because he's out of this world. So you don't even care about the numbers at that point. But I don't think you plan on Gatlin Baird being in this class because that that would be amazing. But I just have a hard time. You know, I, that's like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it type of thing. And, you know, you made an interesting point back when we were talking about star rankings and Kalen. And you said now that now that he's at the Elite 11, he'll get more eyes on him. And, you know, scouts will look at him because they have to look at him and actually do their homework. On these star rankings, they don't. They they can't just put in, you know, star rankings based on film. And I think, you know, just from what I've noticed and you know trends, and I and I know you said this uh, before, the state of Nebraska in terms of recruiting and evaluations, um, you know, there seems to be a lot missing. I I I feel like a lot of these you know prospects in the state don't get scouted as well as they should, and their star rankings are a little bit low at times. But anyway. Um, you know, speaking of star rankings, for what it's worth, uh, Barney got his fourth star over the weekend, so that's interesting to note too. I mean, I I, I often wonder what ch- what ch- what changes from you know just five days ago to I believe he received his ranking on Friday, so three days ago. So, but in but but in any rate, as much as I would love, you know, a guy like. Paul and you know as much as I've liked him for this class potentially uh, you know we have enough bodies at wide receiver to where I wouldn't be you know incredibly sad and feel like we missed out per se if you can understand what I'm saying yeah I can um I mean yeah I, I agree I, I, I would like him I would like yeah him sure right right but, I, yeah I know what you're saying um and I think you know they got Malachi Coleman too so I think that makes it like less of a, I mean, because they're not that they're, but they're just similarly ranked. You know, they're both kind of yeah. highly ranked, touted receivers. I think the Rats still has a good shot. I think they still have a good shot with McMorris. I mean, he flirted with Oklahoma and USC, but he's not visiting there. I mean, schools only get Nebraska. Nebraska can only host fifty six official visits in this recruiting cycle. You know what I mean? So like, players don't have a limit on how many they could do, but schools still do. So like, you're not gonna. I mean, 56 sounds like a lot, but I mean, on a recruiting board, it's really not. Because if you're trying to take 20 or so commitments, I mean, it's just, it's not that. I mean, Nebraska did 10 this weekend. I think they've got, I I know they're in double digits for the 23rd. So, I mean, right there, you're almost at like half your allotment. 
and you've still got all the way through to December. I mean, you know, Nebraska was still using these official visits in they December. Have and, scheduled for the 23rd. Yeah. So, I mean, that's so, I mean, you, you're really going into the fall. I mean, you're probably only going to have like 20 visits left to use. I mean, so, and that's going to get you through December, even to, through the late signing period, like when Nebraska was getting guys kind of like in February. So, you're not just going to waste those visits on kids if you don't, if they don't really have a committable offer. And so I think that's, that is pretty telling, like with McMorris and Dave on all, they're not visiting anywhere else right now. So I feel like Nebraska does have a good shot with those guys. And there's some others that are like that too, you know, Carlin Jones and which some of that, I just think is kind of surprising that, you know, they don't have other visits other places, but uh, yeah, I think Nebraska is in a good spot with a lot of guys. And I feel really good about, you know, this 2024 class a lot better than, we did a few weeks ago, but that's just that's kind of the momentum. And I, I just think that Matt Rule just he has a really good job of, you know, when there's adversity on the recruiting trail, like, oh, you know, we missed on Brandon Baker. OK, we got to go get Caleb Pyfram. And they, they're just able to do that. You know, like when they missed on Dylan Rayola, they had a plan. It's just like they're not surprised, I guess, you know, even though it might seem like from the outside looking in like they're on a kind of like a one track mind. You know, like with the Rayola thing, you know, they they had the plan in mind in case it went south. And when it did, boom, they, they pivoted. And we've just seen that so many times that it really is, you know, I, I just one thing that stuck out to Matt Rule is like, you know, he says we want to win every single day, whether that's recruiting or whatever. And I, he really believes he really lives that, I think. And it's like when something bad happens on the recruiting trail, like the Huskers really bounce back and they, they find a way to get that positive momentum. And I just think that. Matt Rule really understands that when it comes to recruiting, especially in this new age, perceptions reality. And if you have that momentum, you know, it really does help you in the recruiting process. And I think we're starting to see the results of that. Isn't it nice having a coaching staff that's able to do that now? I mean, you know, it's 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 something so many schools take for granted. And meanwhile, you know, where we are absolutely so excited for it. And, you know, it's it's really cool to see, um, you know, it seems like. Even when, you know, they miss out on a recruit, they always seem to have some form of backup plan. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that there's something to be said for that as well. I mean, the staff is always working. You know, they're trying to get recruits at a high level and, you know, they always have a backup plan. So that will serve them well, especially once the program, you know, starts winning and backup plans have to be even less and less. Because, you know, that tireless work ethic is something that will, you know, have them go a long way, especially in today's age. And you're right, when because when the winning starts, they're, they're putting together some success right now. And, you know, we haven't even seen, you know, Matt Rule's program play a single game. So once once we get that, and, and I'm very confident that Matt Rule yeah. is going to start winning games. I mean, and that's yep. not like I'm the only one. I mean, Kirk Herbstreet, I mean, there's not that he's – the end all be all but just that's the general everybody is kind of sensing that with matt rule and i just think i just think nebraska really lucked out that you know he he uh, went to the panthers and didn't get a good quarterback and it just it all worked out in the right sense because like there was a lot of talk about him going to wanting to go to michigan and you know jim harbaugh ended up not going there and and so i just think i just think nebraska is one of the few jobs that you know, because he really is a guy that loves college football history. I think that's one of the few jobs that makes makes a guy like Matt Rule go, you know, yeah, that that is a place I'd want to coach. You know, I even think that, you know, at another time, I, I think that they could have enticed Urban Meyer if there wasn't all the baggage there. Because Nebraska is still, 
Nebraska, especially to these college football guys that live and breathe the sport. And so I just think that Matt Rule is in the perfect place. And I think Nebraska's got the perfect coach. And I feel really good about the future right now. And you can call me a Kool-Aid drinker all you want. I don't really care because that's just what I, that's my honest opinion. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. And, you know, you can tell that this job means more to him than just, you know, sitting, sitting on the sidelines. He's at local hockey games. He was at the wrestling <laughs> thing last month. I mean, you can tell he really likes to be here. And that goes a long way too, in terms of fan support and, you know, player morale and, you know, you can call all that BS type of stuff, but it's really not. I mean, when you look at, you know, the Scott Frost era, I don't think there was a ton of, you know, good player morale or happiness around the program. I mean, I just remember. Uh, well, yeah, I, look at Jojo Doman, what he said. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, and, that's pretty, that's, you know, that they didn't, basically that the coaching staff wasn't, that they didn't trust them. I mean, you, you're not going to win games if you don't trust your your coaches. I mean, that's just, that's that's a pretty big criticism, I thought. And, you know, people are like, oh, he should have said that. Well, I mean, he said it in the nicest way possible. I'm sure yeah. he had a lot more to say. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, he had I a think lot he, more. <laughs> yeah, he, he chose his words very carefully. I don't think he, you know, and that's not to say I'm sure he had good coaches and stuff, you know, I, it's but it just, you know, however he meant that, I, I think that that was very, they, they just didn't lead with authenticity. And I think that's with Matt Rule is even, even with the Daniel Kalen thing, like, hey, yeah, Dylan Rayola is our top guy. We're not going to lie to you, but if he doesn't come here, like we we want you badly. And then it's that type of thing, like because kids aren't stupid. Daniel Kalen knows, yeah. like he knows what the rankings are. He can see what you're doing on, you know. So it's just it's. I just think that the way that Matt Rule approaches it and that that honesty and that relationship building, like in all this, it just it was interesting too. And I think it might have been Peyton Morgan or William. One of them said, you know. Uh, a lot of other schools want to talk about money or da da da. Nebraska has kind of more of that family atmosphere, and I still think that players and their families are still drawn to that because I I think we're going to get at a point where NIL, like in the next few years, it's not that different from like you know every every school is basically going to be offering the same things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like oh you go to Oregon and you get a drastically different package than if you go to Nebraska. I mean there'll be some differences, but I don't think it's going to be such a drastic difference that the other parts of recruiting aren't going to matter. Because also, you know, as NIL gets to be bigger and bigger, athletic departments are adapting to it too. I mean, you know, we talked about it like a couple weeks ago. Nebraska hired an in-house NIL director. And so I don't think it's going to be like the Wild West too much longer because I think there will be some self-regulation, so to speak, pretty soon. Every program will have an NIL director. There's probably going to be, you know, certain parameters that are going to be put around certain deals and things like that. So, I mean, people were worried about this affecting, you know, the parity of college football, but I, I really don't see it that way in the coming years. And let's be honest, the parity of college football has sucked even without all this NIL stuff anyway. It's, so. it's always sucked. <laughs> I mean, there's more parity now than there's probably ever been. I mean, outside of the top, the creme to the creme. But, yeah, that's it's always, well, that's it's the always been the top Alabama, teams. Georgia, <laughs> in the national championship game, yeah. and everybody else gets to – I mean, Ohio State came close last year. Michigan, you know, came close last year. But other than that, it's usually Georgia and Alabama. So I don't know how much worse NIL could actually yeah. make it in terms of evening the playing field. 
Yeah, and I think it's I read something too. It was about the Jaden Rashada thing, but it was like uh basically some it was a quote from a source, but it was like nobody was ever really gonna pay a high school quarterback 13 million dollars, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what that's what's gonna happen is these recruit you're is because you're gonna have recruits that were like you know, right in the top 50 that got these huge NIL deals that did absolutely nothing. And so then what's going to happen is you're going to, it's going to be the guys that are already on campus, you know, and you kind of see that at Michigan and like with Bryce Young, you know, he was always Alabama's biggest NIL guy. And that's how it should be. You know, the guys that are on the field producing should be getting the NIL. You know, they're the ones that are driving the money for the school. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be like with recruits, I'd, at least for Nebraska, I'd like to see like, hey, every every guy gets like, a $50,000, you know, stipend for NIL. And these are, these are the requirements, you know, you have to, you know, if, if maybe there was like a corporate partner or something, I don't know what, it, but that's what I think it's eventually going to look like where everybody has like a base salary and then certain people, you know, like Jeff Sims or maybe Thomas Fedoni will hit bit, you know, if they have really good seasons, they'll hit the big money, but it's going to be like a baseline deal. I think that's the best approach. And uh, I hope we'll get there at some point. Yeah, and maybe if Carter Nelson commits, uh, he can get some of that money. The NIL, too. Danny yeah. Dime, Danny Dimes can get the NIL money. <laughs> I mean, hey, if he leads us to wins, then he definitely deserves a piece of the pie. And I don't care who it is, whoever, whoever leads us to wins can get a piece of the pie. At this point, we need to win. Yeah, for sure. I feel like so, I said that every show, but it's well, true. this year, this year, hopefully, we'll we'll start to come to fruition. So um, August, it's coming up. Yep, we're I think less than like eighty or eighty some odd days till week zero. So pretty, we're less than ninety days away from Nebraska football. So get that into your calendars, folks. But uh, oh, it's on mine for sure. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, make sure uh, we'll be wrapping up here. But make sure that you guys hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, get into the comment section. Let us know what you think about this big visit weekend. How many commitments and Matt Rule's uh, recruiting strategies? It's been a fun time to be a Nebraska fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, check out HuskerBigRed.com. We're going to have lots of updates, you know, this week about all the recruits, and uh, we'll be planning another episode for Friday. So uh, check us out again as we prepare for what will be another. Uh, interesting weekend of uh, recruits next weekend. So um, for Chris Peterson and Danny Gillette, once again, check us out at HuskerBigRed.com. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.